Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. The Christian life is hard. Cry out to the Lord. He will deliver you. That's pretty simple, right? Psalm 16, Psalm 17, Psalm 18. Now, it's this third point of thanking God and praising God that you would think would be a firm grasp of the obvious, right? I would suggest that it is impossible to overstate the importance of thanking God and not necessarily for the reason you might think. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Psalms. The Lord takes notice of the thanksgiving and praise that we give Him. Today, Pastor J.D. shares with us the importance of acknowledging God for His good works. Through giving Him the thanks He deserves, we will not only remind ourselves of our need for Him, but we will bring joy to His heart, which is the utmost purpose of our existence. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Psalms, chapter 18, with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. F.B. Meyer said this, The mind will be satisfied with his truth, the heart with his love, the will with his authority. We shall need nothing else. That is complete satisfaction. I just now, you'll forgive me, this, I'm having a, a flashback, a Rolling Stones flashback. Um, uh, a song about, I can't get, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> now you're going to have a flashback too, I can't get no satisfaction. Uh, how about uh, Bono of U2, which by the way, um, sadly, and I didn't intend to go there, but since I already went there, I might as well just go there just briefly. Uh, Bono, I hope you understand, is not a Christian. I, I saw an interview on TV recently with, um, I forget, the the uh, guy who uh, wrote the Message Bible, Peters, I think is his last name, and he was uh, being interviewed by somebody with Bono of U2 talking about, get this, the Psalms. Because they're songs. And I'm listening to Bono. He is not a Christian. Please do not be deceived. You know that song, by his own admission, by the way, you can find it on, on, online. Be careful online. There's a lot of stuff on there. But by his own admission, he admits that that song, I still haven't found what I'm looking for, which carries with the same idea of the Rolling Stones saying, I, cannot, I can't get no satisfaction. He admits that that was a song that was about still not finding what he's looking for in the Lord. That they set out deliberately and intentionally to deceive Christians. And by the way, he does a song, a remake of the uh, Rolling Stones song. Uh, Mick Jagger, I think, is the one who wrote it, uh, Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, you know the song. Won't you guess my name? Sorry, you know the song. Pleased to meet, I was there. 
when Christ was, you know, he's talk, the, the song is sympathy for the devil. It's all about Satan. He sold his soul to Satan. It's about the devil and sympathy for the devil. Bono of U2 does that song. And as he does it, performs it live on stage, he has horns and an upside down cross. An upside down cross. Okay, let's... Um, Psalm 18. That's a whole other topic for another time. Um, if you read ahead to stay ahead, you know this is a very short psalm. Oh good, I'm glad you laughed because that means you read it. It's quite a long psalm. So let's get right to it. To the chief musician, it's a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, verse 1, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Wow, somebody should write a praise and worship song on this one. Verse 4, the pangs of death surrounded me, and the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry came before him, even to his ears. Then, I love this imagery. The earth shook and trembled. The foundations of the hills also quaked and were shaken because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with darkness under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and flew. He flew upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness, verse 11, his secret place. His canopy around him was dark waters and thick clouds of the skies from the brightness before him. His thick clouds passed with hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. All this because David cried to the Lord. You might say that God moved heaven and earth for David, who cried to the Lord. Oh, there is power in prayer. It moves the hand of Almighty God. Verse 14, he sent out his arrows and scattered the foe, lightnings in abundance, and he vanquished them. Then the channels of the sea were seen. The foundations of the world were uncovered at your rebuke. Oh Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils, he sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. 
They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he has recompensed me. Again, there's that confidence in his uprightness. For I, verse 21, have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also blameless before him, and I kept myself from my iniquity. Therefore, verse 24, the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. With the merciful, you will show yourself merciful. With a blameless man, you will show yourself blameless. With the pure, verse 26, you will show yourself pure. And with the devious, you will show yourself shrewd. For you will save the humble people, but will bring down haughty looks. For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. This is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Verse 30. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of deer and sets me on high places. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. That's pretty strong. I think I can bend a bow of plastic, but not bronze. (laughs) You also have given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. You enlarged my path under me so my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn back again till they were destroyed. I have wounded them so they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet. For you have armed me with the strength for the battle. Sometimes the battle belongs to the Lord. Other times he gives us the strength to fight and be victorious in the battle. You have subdued under me those who rise up against me. You, verse 40, have also given me the necks of my enemies so that I destroyed those who hated me. They cried out, but there was no one to save, even to the Lord, but he did not answer them. Interesting. Well, they cried out too, but there was no one to save. They even cried out to the Lord, but... The Lord did not answer them. Then, verse 42, I beat them as fine as the dust before the wind. I cast them out like dirt in the streets. You have delivered me from the strivings of the people. You have made me the head of the nations. A people I have not known shall serve me. 
As soon as they hear of me, they obey me. The foreigners submit to me. The foreigners fade away and come frightened from their hideouts. The Lord lives, verse 46. Blessed be my rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. Verse 48. (laughs) No, verse 47. It is God who avenges me and subdues the peoples under me. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. Therefore, verse 49, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles. And give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles. And sing praises to your name. Great deliverance he gives to his king and shows mercy to his anointed, to David and his descendants forevermore. Wow, 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 wow. For lack of a better word, wow. (laughs) Did I say wow? Wow. Just wow. Okay. Psalm 18, for those of you that like statistics like this, And you know who you are. (laughs) Is the fourth longest psalm in the book of Psalms. So Psalm 78, Psalm 89, and the longest of all the psalms, Psalm 119. Now why do I uh, point that out? Because, uh, by the way, Psalm 119, the longest of all the psalms. You know what that psalm is about? The word of God. The word of God. God. Now we have a long psalm here, and there's a reason, I believe, for the length of this psalm. And I believe the reason is that it's intended to communicate a very important truth. It's the takeaway from this particular psalm, and it's this. It is impossible to thank God enough for all that he's done. I don't know if you notice this or not, but, and please know that I'm not so clever as to have planned this, but Psalm 16, Psalm 17, and Psalm 18 make a beautiful three-point sermon for all of you who are looking for an outline. And here's the three-point sermon from Psalm 16. It's this, I'm in a trial, and it's hard, but there's nothing too hard for the Lord. And the only thing harder than being in the middle of God's will and in the middle of this trial is not being in God's will, not serving God. That's point one. Point two, and you can (laughs) edit these points as you see fit. Point number two, Psalm 17 God will hearken unto the voice of your cry when you're in that difficulty, when you're in that trial, when you're in that perilous situation and you cry out to him, he will hearken unto the voice of your cry. Point three, Psalm 18, he will deliver you. And when he does deliver you, when he does hearken unto the voice of your cry, thank him. Praise him. 
It's a beautiful three-point sermon. The Christian life is hard. Cry out to the Lord. He will deliver you. That's pretty simple, right? Psalm 16, Psalm 17, Psalm 18. Now, it's this third point of thanking God and praising God that you would think would be a firm grasp of the obvious, right? I would suggest that it is impossible to overstate the importance of thanking God and not necessarily for the reason you might think. And I'll bring the Bible study to an end, but I don't want to end before... I share this with you because it is very important. And again, it's the takeaway, I believe, from not just this psalm, but from the entire Bible study. The Lord takes notice of our thanksgiving and praise to him for what he's done in our lives. What do you mean? Oh, remember the account in the Gospel of Luke? Well, let me, if you don't mind, Let me read it. Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. Now it happened, as he went to Jerusalem, speaking of Jesus, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then, as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers. They had leprosy, a hideous disease, incurable, by the way, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They cried out to the Lord. They're in a difficult, painful, sorrowful, multiplied situation. And they lifted up their voices. And they cried out, verse 14, So when Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go. Show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice, probably like that of the voice of David, praising God aloud, glorified God and fell down on his face. No, literally on his face. At Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Oh, for those of you who have been with us on Sunday mornings in our study through the epistles, you know what the Jews thought of the Samaritans. Oh, a Samaritan? Yeah. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? Don't think for a moment that Jesus knew there were ten. It's a rhetorical question to make a point. Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the other nine? Were there not any found who returned returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Jesus notices when we give him thanks and praise. Only one? Here you are with leprosy. That, that's a pretty difficult situation, wouldn't you say? 
And, and you all, all ten of you, cry out to the Lord, and the Lord hearkens unto the voice of all of your cry, and only one comes back and thanks Him. Only one. And Jesus takes note of it, and deemed it fit to be included among all of the other things that were too many to be contained, that were told that Jesus did. And of all of the things that Jesus did, this rises to the level of being included in the canon of Scripture. This account. What does that say? Praise Him. Thank Him for what He has done. He just delivered. He just healed you from leprosy. He just delivered you from your enemy. He just hearkened unto the voice of your cry. Praise him. Thank you. One last thing. How do I say this without sounding corny? <laughs> Thanking God does a heart well. Uh, I just, I'm thinking of Philippians 4, 6, and 7. You know how you worry about nothing? You pray about everything and thank him for anything. Here's what happens. When you thank God, when you praise God, it changes the whole complexion from the inside out. When you praise God, and I do it aloud. It, it weirds people out, especially when I'm in my car at a stoplight. <laughs> my hands are up. <laughs> Sorry, Artie. I, I'm at a stoplight. I'm not driving when I, yeah. And I'm not on my phone either, so, okay. But anyway, I'm just, I pray out loud. And I do it louder when there's nobody else in the car. <laughs> I just praise it. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm specific sometimes. And I tell you, it lifts me up. It edifies me. It strengthens me. It encourages me. Because if you really think about it, there's a lot to thank, which is where the word thank comes from, think. The more you think about it, there's so much to thank God for. I thank God for everything. Little things like, thank you God for my fingers. Can you imagine if you didn't have your, your fingers? I mean, how would you pick your nose? I'm sorry. That, you know, what would you do without your fingers? How hard would that be? I thank God for just a little. I thank God for a parking spot. Thank you, especially at Costco, Evie Lay. I, I thank, I praise you, God, for this parking spot. I didn't have to park in Waianae to go to this Costco. I thank Him for everything, and it changes everything. You thank God for anything, and it changes everything. We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor J.D.'s continuing teaching in the book of Psalms. While our time with you is ending, your study of God's Word doesn't have to. Everyone can learn from the Bible, and everyone will be blessed when they open their hearts to its truth. As you spend time in Scripture today, ask God to share His heart directly with yours and be open to whatever He has to teach you. Know that we're praying for you as you study and will continue to do so each time we produce a new edition of In Spirit and Truth. Are you in the Kaneohe area? If so, we'd love to have you come be a part of our weekly services. 
Calvary Chapel Kaneohe meets each week to spend time praising the Lord and learning from His Word. Find out more about us and get directions at inspiritandtruthradio.com. You can also hear additional teachings from Pastor J.D. while you're there or download our mobile app for Apple and Android devices to access these messages anywhere and everywhere. We'd also like to point out Pastor J.D.'s Mideast Prophecy Update. Each Friday and Saturday, Pastor J.D. updates us on where the world is in conjunction with the prophecies of the Bible. He takes the time to comb through the news and tell us how world events line up with God's plan as stated in His Word. If you'd like to view the latest edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update, visit our website. Again, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks for joining us today for Pastor J.D.'s teaching, and we hope you'll tune in again right here on In Spirit and Truth.